the Shoreshin Podcast, shining a light to the nations. Shalom, everybody. I'm Bill Cloud, and welcome once again to our weekly Torah tidbit. This week's tidbit is taken from the portion called Mishpatim. And Mishpatim is the Hebrew word for judgments. It's also sometimes translated as ordinances. Now, in this Torah portion, what we're going to do is take a look at a concept that it's embedded within the first of these Mishpatim or ordinances. And that concept is that a servant should love his master. And so the portion begins by saying this in Exodus chapter 21, beginning in verse 1. Now these are the judgments, or the mishpatim, which you, that is Moses, shall set before them, meaning the people of Israel. And so this portion details these ordinances, these judgments, these mishpatims, that are given specifically to Israel. And by that we mean not necessarily given to the nations at large. These commands are not to be considered to be secondary to the other commandments because they too are an expression of God's will just as certainly as he, him saying, you shall not murder. As a matter of fact, the first mishpat or ordinance, I believe, has a relationship to the first of the Ten Commandments. And that is because the laws of the bondservant that is the first mishpat, is linked to the phrase, I am the Lord who brought you out of Egypt. That is the first commandment. And that in turn is linked to the first and great command, which is that we should love the Lord your God. In fact, verse 1 of our Torah portion could be rendered, and these are the judgments, meaning by the conjunction and, they're connected to the Ten Commandments, that are given in the previous chapter. And so then, more than just announcing these judgments to the people, Moses is supposed to take the time to help them to understand and even to internalize these particular instructions, meaning that they were to be more than just something that was written down. I'm going to suggest to you that these mishpatim were given in a direct response to Israel's desire for Moses to go and speak to God because they were afraid they were going to die and so that God would relay the needed information to them. Again, they said, you talk to him, Moses, unless we die. And so with these mishpatim or these ordinances, these judgments, God began to give them the instructions that they had asked for. However, were they truly ready to, as they said they would, hear and obey. And so here is the first of these judgments in Exodus chapter 21. Beginning at verse 2, it says, If you buy a Hebrew servant, and that Hebrew term there is Evid, he shall serve six years, and in the seventh he shall go out free and pay nothing. If he comes in by himself, he shall go out by himself. If he comes in married then his wife shall go out with him. If his master has given him a wife and she has borne him sons or daughters, the wife and her children shall be her masters and he shall go out by himself. So on the surface, this, I believe anyway, seems odd 
that these instructions that the people have asked for, Moses, you find out what it is we need to know, we will hear, we will obey, we will do. And so it's odd that the first of these instructions begins with the laws of the evid or the servant, better yet, bond servant. In other words, why wouldn't God choose some other important command? On the other hand, perhaps he begins these mishpatim with this one because it was a test to see would they indeed hear what he was saying and then obey. As I mentioned earlier, the first statute, this first statute, is comparable to the first of the Ten Commandments. And of course, the first of the Ten Commandments is found in Exodus chapter 20, verse 2, and it says, I am the Lord thy God, who brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Now, I want you to notice the emphasis here. God is saying, I'm the one who brought you out of bondage. And so then compare that to the laws of the bondservant. In the laws of the bondservant, his master is releasing him from his bondage. So there's the connection. Now let's consider the first and great of the commandments, or the first and greatest, I should say. And that is the one that is acknowledged by the Messiah in Mark chapter 12. It begins in verse 28 and it says this, then one of the scribes came, and having heard them reasoning together, perceiving that he had answered them well, asked him this, which is the first commandment of all? And Yeshua answered him, the first of all the commandments is hear, O Israel, or Shema Yisrael. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one and you shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your strength, and with all of your mind. This is the first commandment. And so then, what I'm trying to do here is show relationship between the first mishpat, the first ten of the Ten Commandments, and the first and great command. The first of the Ten Commandments suggests that when we acknowledge Him, that is God, as the one who has delivered us from our bondage, then all of His other instructions to us will fall into proper place because He is the Lord our God. Now the first and the greatest command says that if we truly hear Shema, the Lord our God, and then we acknowledge Him as one, then we will love Him with all of our being. And so these themes, to love the Lord your God, to acknowledge Him as the one who has delivered us, they are all linked to the first of the mishpatim, the laws of the bondservant. Because that servant chooses to stay forever with his master and because he loves him, as it's written in Exodus 21, verse 5. But if the servant plainly says, I love my master. And that Hebrew phrase there is ahavti et adoni. I love my master, my wife, and my children. I will not go out free. See, a true servant simply obeys his master because he loves him. And what I'm suggesting to you is that perhaps this was the intended message all along. Not so much about the particulars of having a servant, but what it means to be a servant. And this, I believe, highlights something that is very, very important. And it goes back to something that Israel had said when they asked God to quit speaking. They said, 
Whatever he says, we will hear and we will do. And so did they say that solely because they were afraid they were going to die? In, in other words, their motivation to hear and do may be fear. Certainly God wants his people to serve him. They want he wants them to fear him because he doesn't want them to sin. We know that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. However, it doesn't say that the fear of God is the fruition of wisdom. And by that, I mean this. Does he want us to serve him solely because we fear him? Or does he wish us to serve him because we love him? And I believe that this is what is suggested by the instructions concerning the bond servant. Now, with that in mind, I should also point this out, that the followers of Messiah Yeshua should regard themselves as being his bond servants. In fact, we know that Paul referred to himself as a bond servant on many, many occasions. Now, as I mentioned earlier, the word for servant, or better, bond servant, is the word Evid, which is to indicate that this is not a hireling. That's very important. And this is the same word when it's used as a verb that is used to describe what Adam was to do in the garden when he was told to work. In other words, Adam was called to be a bondservant. He was the first of the bondservants. And that suggests that this is what the Father has desired from the very beginning that we be his bondservants. Now, according to this mishpat, after six years, the bondservant was free to go his own way. But according to the instructions, if he, if he decides that he doesn't want to go his own way, but he wants to stay with his master, then his motivation is love for his master, not fear. You remember that the first of the Ten Commandments establishes that God is the one who delivered Israel from their bondage and the first and the great command is to love the Lord your God. And so I believe the key to what God wanted Israel to hear when they said, we will hear and we will do, is this statement. I love my master. Moreover, for believers in Yeshua, the key to this mishpat is actually embedded within that statement. Because when it says, I love my master, the Hebrew is ahavti et adoni. And the middle word there is the word that is pronounced et. And it's formed by the Hebrew letters aleph, the first, and tav, the last, which of course alludes to the word of God and then that connects us to Yeshua the Messiah. In other words, when he says ahavti et adoni, I love my master, it hints at this, I love aleph tav, the word of God, Adonai. And if I do love him, what's my proper response? It's to do what he desires that I do. Israel had said that they wanted to serve God, but I believe that they were motivated to say that more so by fear. And by the way, God already knew what was truly in their heart because he told Moses this in Deuteronomy chapter five. Oh, that they had such a heart in them that they would fear me and always keep all my commandments. And here's why. That it might be well with them and with their children forever. You see, I believe that theirs was an emotional response, but that emotion didn't last very long. 
So a true bond servant is not motivated to serve forever by fear, but is motivated to serve his master forever because of love. And God wants us to serve him out of love for him with all of our heart, all of our mind, our soul, our strength. This is the message of the bond servant, to love his master and to serve him with all of our being. This is what the master has been seeking from the very beginning. We see that with Adam who was told to work or evid. And this is what the master Yeshua reiterated to us when he said, if you love me, keep my commandments. And so, ladies and gentlemen, of all the things that we could talk about in this Torah portion, I believe that this is perhaps the most important point. If you love me, he says, then do what I said. Prove it by being faithful to what I've instructed you to do. And so with that, we come to the end of this week's Torah Tidbit. And I want to once again thank you for joining us. We'll see you next week. Shalom. Like what you're hearing? Become a BillCloud Premium Partner to watch or listen to hundreds of hours of teachings and resources on demand. Go to BillCloud.com slash subscribe to start watching today.